we saw last week, and so let's get the, uh, right, uh, into the um, daf gimel of Yavamis. We saw last last week's daf had the fifteen ervas, fifteen women of the Mishnah said that they would exempt of yibum and chalitza, and uh, since they would exempt of yibum and chalitza, not only for them but the entire uh, passing of the of the of the kiddushin from the deceased brother to the surviving brother, which we call zika. So so there's a, no zika at all, and so even the tsara, even the other wives, which are not an erva, would also be exempt. And that is the uh, 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 that is called tsaras erva, the sister wife of an erva. We saw a case in the Mishnah that even tsaras tsara is going to be exempt. The Gemara is going to begin with several questions as to the order of the Mishnah. Why did the Mishnah start with um, which are the exempt uh, uh, ervas that would exempt from Yibam Echalitza? Bito, Ubas Bito, his daughter, granddaughter, and uh, uh, his wife's daughter, etc. So the Gemara asks, why do we start with that? After all, the Gemara is going to tell us later that we learn all of the exemption from one place. We learn it from Achos uh, Ishtoi. The Torah, and I'm going to share the screen so we can see this, and this is where we, they're also going to be on the daft. It's going to tell us where we learn the halacha of Tzaras Ervas, that exemption of Yibum, that Yibum exempts uh, an Erva, essentially, right? Because the mitzvah of Yibum says that even though there's a prohibited relationship here. The brother's, the, the deceased brother's wife, nevertheless, the mitzvah is to, even though there's an erva there, the mitzvah is to, to, to do yibum. So perhaps it should be for every yibum. And that's seemingly why you would need a pasuk. We'll see more about that in the next half and of the, uh, the, why we even need a pasuk. But we have in, in uh, Vayikra, in the list of the Arayos, there's a unique wording by the erva of the wife's sister. V'isha elachosa lesikach litzror legalas ervasa aleha bechayel. It says, and a woman to her sister, do not take litzror. So in the simple taich of litzror would be to bind together, meaning to marry them together. But we're, the, the meaning here is litzror to narrow tsar to narrow their space where they're going to be in a marriage together. Legala servasa aleha upon her, bechayah in her life. So bechayah tells, tells us, as we already mentioned last week, that once she passes away, there's the, the erva is over and he can marry uh, the deceased wife's sister. However, while she's alive, bechayah is also, but there's an extra word and I bolded it, aleha. And there's also the extra word litzror. The Pasuk would read just fine without that. And a woman to her sister do not take to uncover the nakedness to be megala when she's alive. And we would know after death it was fine. And we would know that there's an erva of a sister, a wife's sister. So why do we need the word litzror? And why do we need aleha? And the drasha we're going to say is Aleha tells us just as we see in the first pasuk uh, that we have. Ki, um, 
So we have over here this mitzvah of Aleha that the Yavama needs to take to marry her. Oh, so that's over here. It says, do not take sorry, whoops, do not take Aleha to her. So here we see that when the Torah said the mitzvah of Yibum, the Torah says, but not Aleha. Where you have a mitzvah of Aleha. So Aleha, Aleha tells me that even though there's a mitzvah, the, the erva is in place. And since it's true for, uh, for this one, Ma, the Gemara is going to say on Ahmed base that just as she is an erva, right? Uh, um, any other, the Nehma Khan Aleha, Nehma Lahalan Aleha. And the Torah says, do not do so. And from there we learn that anything that is is an erva, and uh, there's a kores, that's where the Torah, and uh, um, when it's done unintentionally, that's where the Torah exempted um, Yibun. So we have this exemption of Yibun for, for this case. Now, just as an aside, because we're going to see this throughout the Masechta, Rabbi Akiva does not make the comparison of Alel. He has a different Russia and an entirely different Masechta's Yavamis. But the way the Halacha is and the way we follow is, uh, the, the, the way the majority of Masechta goes, is that we have this Drash Alel from Ashes, uh, Achos Isha, the, the sister of the, of the wife. The sister of the wife, it says, Legalos Ervasa Aleha. To tell you that even though the mitzvah of Aleha, Yibum, applies, it does not apply to a, a, an erva. And since it doesn't apply to this erva, it doesn't apply to any of the ervas. Great. So we know that. Um, uh, um, so the Gemara asks, and this is the way the, this daf begins really at the bottom of Beis Amit Beis. The daf begins. So, so why is that not the first thing in the Mishnah? The first thing in the Mishnah should be, this is an exemption. Uh, the, the wife's uh, uh, sister, Achos Isha. And then we say, and all the rest of them. So why do we start with Bita? So the Gemara is going to come up and tell us that there's a Chiddush in Bita. The Torah tells us uh, a, uh, a Iser Erva for a sister, a half-sister and a half-sister, but not for a full sister. And it also says for his, uh, his wife's daughter, um, now, generally, wife's daughter would include not only his wife's daughter from somebody else, but also his own daughter as his wife's daughter. But there's a possibility that his that it's not his daughter is not his wife's daughter if it was out of wedlock. That would be the case of our mission, and because that's also bitoy, but it's bitoy manusasay, uh, which is. Uh, that there's no nisuin, so it's not ishto, so it's not bas ishto, it's not the daughter of, of his wife. It's not his wife. It's not the daughter of his wife, but it is his daughter, and there's going to be a, uh, 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 there's going to be a erva, and therefore a patur of im. And since that, that we know is prohibited to him from a drasha, from Xerushava, Heina, Heina, Zima, Zima, as that, uh, uh, the Gemara says at the beginning. And therefore, we start with that. 
So because it comes with a, 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 a drasha, it's chaviva, it is precious, and it's mentioned first. Once it mentions, and so then it goes in the order, once it mentions his, his daughter, it mentions his granddaughter, and therefore mentions his wife's daughter, uh, 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 her daughter and granddaughter, and her mother and grandmother. And then it goes into siblings. So it says in the Isser Achva, so uh, it, it mentions also his brother's wife when not a mitzvah, which is Eishas Achshalei by Lamech, when he was born after. And it mentions um, uh, his sister, and then it mentions immediate relatives, siblings. And then it goes to uh, uh, his daughter-in-law, which is not really his immediate relative. So that's the order of the Mishnah, and that's when the Gemara discusses what the order is. And then the Gemara goes to another discussion, which is important because it opens up a, a, a new question and understanding the system of, uh, of uh, Yibo. And that is uh, the question why the Mishnah says, these 15 women, it exempts of chalitza and yibum. Wait, it should say it prohibits because it's a prohibition. It's not only an exemption, it's a prohibition. So why doesn't it say prohibition? Uh, so the Gemara says, because I would have thought if it would have said prohibits yibum, I may have thought, but chalitza is still obligated, which opens up a question. What Where is this? Yeah. All right, for those of us who haven't gotten that far into the DAF, are you able to show us where you are inside? Sure. Uh, we are now um, about halfway, two-thirds down on Gimel Ahmed, uh, on Gimel Ahmed base. Ahmed Al, sorry. My area, the Tani Poitras, listen the Isaris. Why does it say Potter? It should say Usser. See that? Yeah, uh, yes, I've, I've got it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so, so that's the next step that Gemara is going to ask. So like, what's going on? Why does it, why does it, it, it say exemption as opposed to prohibition? Because it is prohibited. It's, it, it, if it's not a mitzvah, for sure it's prohibited. Uh, and in fact, the prohibi- it, not only does it have the original prohibition, uh, it also has the prohibition of the brother's wife, it's, it's, it's multiple prohibitions at, the, at this point. Why does it say poitrois exempts instead of oisrois, which is prohibited? So the Gemara says that I may have thought that it only exempts, it, 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 it's prohibited to do yibum, but chalitza can't be prohibited. What are you going to do? I mean, you're not doing anything. A chalitza is, a, is simply a, 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 a mechanism for ending the Zika, for ending the deceased brother's kiddushin extending into this time and passing it on. Fine, so you end the chalitza, and, and do chalitza, and you can't say, oh, it's prohibited. So I may have thought that there's still an obligation for one and not the other. And here we're going to open up a question because the Gemara goes back and forth and says, no, really, that's not true. You don't have yibum without chalitza. But the question is, they are two separate mitzvahs that we mentioned from, from my Rabbi Rebelli Baruch Finkel that uh, uh, um, the Mishnah does say two statements. It says uh, it exempts of chalitza and of yibum. 
Now, it should have just said, exempts of chalitza and yibum. The fact that it says min ha-chalitza u min ha-yibum tells us that they are two separate mitzvahs and that it exempts from both. But they are mitzvahs that are, are based on, uh, on a common uh, um, uh, basis. The basis being that the kiddushin of the deceased brother continues. That's the mitzvah, as we explained last time. That generally we know, the first Mishnah in Kiddushin tells us that there are three ways to, to affect Kiddushin and two ways to end Kiddushin. Get and, uh, get and uh, Misa and death. And this, and this man is deceased. So his Kiddushin should end. It doesn't. The chiddush of the Torah is that, is that the kiddushin continues, and that's why she may not marry. She's still married, and she's called Eishas Hames. She's called the wife of the deceased person. There's no such thing as a wife of a deceased person. It can be uh, a widow of a deceased person, the ex-wife of a deceased person. It cannot be a wife of a deceased person other than here. But, there, but that's the mitzvah of Yibum and Chalitza. But as much as Yibum cannot happen, meaning there's no zika, there's no passing on of the Kiddushin, because the Torah prohibits it, because there's an erva. So then why would there even be a thought that there needs to be chalitza? And in fact, perhaps there is even a, 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 a need for a separate exemption. Why? How can there be chalitza, a need to end a zika, to end a passed on marriage, a marriage that is transferred, when there cannot be the transfer? So that's a discussion in, uh, there's a ritva and a lot of talk in, uh, in the Mepharshim to try and explain what is the basis for this idea. Can't go into the alumnus now. Hopefully on Thursday we'll get a chance to talk about it. I do want to just mention the idea to look at the shaklavatari, the back and forth in the Gemara and notice that the Gemara is assuming a possibility of an obligation for, ye, for chalitza, meaning what the, the effective function of a chalitza is to end a zika, to end the passing of this transfer of marriage in a case where there's prohibited marriage anyhow, so it cannot happen. Now, this is, uh, we, the Gemara is going to tell us, and we can't say this too much of, uh, you have a question, Joaquin? Oh, that was the case that we saw um, on Daf base about the, uh, uh, the, the about um, Yechola uh, lemayin velo meano, is that right? Because it was the rabbanon, then her. Right. So that's a the rabbanon case, and we'll talk about miuno. I'm just going to get into a little bit what those are in a, in a moment. But yes, the, those were because those were the rabbanon marriages. Those were those were atypical. But we're talking about a normal marriage, a normal yibum, a normal uh, uh, iser erva, and yet there is a thought in the Gemara that you would need a chalitza. Now, there is such a thing as wealth. We mentioned this already last time, a very interesting halacha. We mentioned there's a level of erva, a prohibited marriage. That's the highest level, a chayve krisis. And that level, we said, ain't kedushin tafsi. Kedushin cannot affect it, even if somebody says, harei at mekudeshes li, it doesn't work. Kedushin cannot take effect. That's this high level. But there's another level, which uh, are lesser, like, for instance, a Kohen Gadol, in the positive commandment, must marry someone who's never been married before. Or 
a uh, uh, or or a kohen hedin, not allow not a, in the negative. He's not allowed to marry a divorcee or a chalutza. So when I have chalitza done, in any case, uh, the the concept those are prohibitions, but they're not they're not kores. They're chayvilavi. And aside from Rabbi Akiva, the halacha is that. Uh, 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 that kiddushin is tofes. If somebody says harei atma li, the kiddushin would work. And in that case, we saw uh, and we mentioned last week that, uh, and we'll see later in the Masechta, that the halacha is that indeed there is a, a chalitza needed, even though that yibum cannot be done. And so this the, requires a definition. What's the basis for this? Is there a passage of kiddushin or not? Now in that case it actually may be that there is a passage of Kiddushin, because as we know, as we just explained, Kiddushin Tevsin. Kiddushin can take effect on a, a, a pro, a, a that level prohib, a prohibition, and therefore maybe the brother's Kiddushin effectively is transferred. Enough that you're not allowed to do the Yibum, but enough that you still uh, transferred enough, there's enough Zika that you need, Chalitza. And we'll see much more of that in the, in, later on in the Masechta. But for the concept, what we're seeing is that there's a possibility for these two mitzvahs, the mitzvah and pasuk hey, and the mitzvah and pasuk uh, 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 um, tes, to be separate. That one is not allowed to be done, and the other is. Now, Rav Nachum Parzavitz, Rav Moshe Feinstein, and, and, and many others deal with what, what is the halacha if in such a case, by Chai Belav, where uh, the brother one brother married a divorcee, and the brother who is a Kohen um, is now has a Zika to this divorcee, because he, the brother is deceased without, uh, without children, passes the Kiddushin on to his living brother who is a Kohen, and not allowed to marry this woman. It's Chayve Lavin, but it's not Kores. And he goes ahead and he does Yibum against the Torah's will. Does that take effect or not? Now, uh, it, the, generally we say chai velavin, kiddushin is tovsin. But if there's no mitzvah, if there's no mitzvah, well, th- then it's actually a d- the deceased brother's wife, eishas ach, shalobim ka mitzvah, without a mitzvah. So Ramesha Feinstein says there actually is a mitzvah. It's just that you're not allowed to do the mitzvah, but the mitzvah is there. So then perhaps we, we we're going to say that you never have chalitza without yibum. It's just that in this case, the yibum is there and the chalitza is there, but you're only allowed to do what? That's Rav Moshe Feinstein's beer uh, 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 in the sugya. Rav Nachum Pertzava says similarly, in the ritzvah it seems not that way. But the concept I'd like to just, what, in going into the question and answer in that Gemara to look at, is the Gemara saying that it's possible to be exempt from Yibum and yet be obligated in Chalitza? Or no, you're obligated in both, you're just not allowed to do one of them. What's the Gemara's conversation in the Shakla Vitari Gemara? That's something to look at. Want to, uh, uh, on Amit base, I already mentioned the Drasha of uh, Aleha, which tells us that an erva is asura b'yibum, but Litzror tells me not only the erva, but even saras erva. It tells me not only the erva herself, but whatever is bound to 
and the tsara of the erva is also, meaning the ruvain dies and leaves two wives, one of which Shimon is not allowed to do yibun to, the other one is also going to be an, uh, uh, ex, um, exempt or prohibited to do yibum on account of litzror. They are joined together. They are one passage from Reuben, the deceased brother, of his kiddushins to Shimon. And Shimon cannot take one, so bound with that. And the tzorah of that is the, the tzorah's ever exempt as well. And it says not latzur, but litzror, the double resh, to tell us that not only the tsara but the tsara's tsara as well. Uh, the the uh, Gemara brings other prohibitions in marriage, which are not going to be the same level of uh, exemption, such as a sota. The halacha is that Ruvain has a wife, and she. Uh, um, was was going into a private into secluded place with a different man and the, the husband Ruvain says don't go warned her and she went anyhow that's soita and now Ruvain is prohibited uh, um with with uh, his wife and then he dies childless so uh, th- does that prohibition change the status of of Yibam or not and does it change for the tsara miyun Miyun is a case where it can be miyun b'chaye'av and miyun shalor b'chaye'av. Classic case of miyun is a man passed away and he left a daughter who is nine years old, eight years old. She can't get married on her own. She doesn't have das. But without a protector of her father, it was a very dangerous place, a very dangerous space to be. So Chazal enacted uh, the possibility that the widow mother or uh, the orphan brother, older brother, can, uh, can arrange a marriage for this young woman, for this young girl, really, um, in a way that at least she'll have a protector, a benefactor. And, uh, uh, and that was the safest thing for her, for her benefit. But she's allowed to, at any point, annul that kiddushin, that non, really non-kiddushin, that uh, rabbanon kiddushin, by just saying, I don't want it. I don't want this, this marriage. And, and at that point, it, it, it would exempt her. And so no get needed, uh, no annulment needed. She says, I don't want it, and that's over. So it, it, it is based on her will. That's meun. Now, uh, if, if that, since it's not a real, I don't want to say it, not a real, it's not a Arisa Kiddushin. So if she is the erva, so obviously uh, it's not going to be, it's not a real passage of Kiddushin from the deceased brother because there isn't really a Kiddushin here. What's the case of that it's an erva? Well, if the father is alive, right, that wouldn't be Bito. How can you have the daughter who's saying Miun? He's alive. So the case, uh, as we saw earlier, uh, the case is where the father married her off and she was, she was divorced. And she doesn't go back to her father's house at that point. And therefore, and she's still in a vulnerable space and there could be miyun, there could be kiddushe katana at that point and miyun as well, kiddushe katana, kiddushe of a minor, and miyun with a rejection where she can say, I don't want it. And it automatically is null and void, doesn't require an annulment, doesn't require a get, 
that's a null and void Kiddush. Uh, we're basically out of time. Uh, the, the, the end of the Gemara essentially adds another few cases, and that's the end of Daf Gimel. Hopefully, Bez Hashem, this will give you some, uh, uh, some entry points into the Daf and the ability to uh, get the Daf throughout the week. And Bez Hashem on Thursday, we'll go through uh, more points. If there are any questions that come up throughout the week, feel free to share it so that uh, I can uh, address them in the Thursday share Bez Hashem.